they say about the students of the yeshiva in Lubavitch that they would have this complaint. They would prepare to daven every single day of Elul. They would prepare in Elul every day to prepare for Shoshana. But they would complain that on Shoshana, the daven wouldn't go the way it's supposed to. Elul would go good. El was just a preparation for Shoshana. But on Shoshana itself, the most important day that your daven has to be the way it's supposed to be, eh, wasn't that great. So the most important day to study Torah is Tu B'Shvat. Tu B'Shvat is the source of our pleasure in Torah study for the entire year. And I apologize for uh, coming so late. Uh, this, is, this is not the day you want to miss studying Torah. This is the day which is a source of pleasure in Torah for the whole year. Um, but uh, you're not supposed to say Tachem today, so I'll, I'll stop my confession right now. Okay. Um, there was a point that we started discussing yesterday we didn't explain. That is, we find two seemingly contradictory elements in the Mun. On the one hand, the Mun is called bread from heaven, and it's something that is in the, does not depend at all on what you do. It's, it's a gift from Hashem. You're not allowed to leave over for, from today for, t- for tomorrow because the whole point of Hashem giving us the man for 40 years was to give us this feeling of total reliance on Hashem. The, the, by having the man every day for 40 years and uh, not knowing the next day what's going to happen and just having to look heavenward every single day, that made a Jew, that gave a Jew, and not just the Jews then, but for all of history, that gave them this sense that we have a partner we can rely on, that we're not alone, that it's not because of what I'm doing, it's only because of what he's doing. That's what the, the school of eating man for 40 years gave the Jewish people then and, and for all of history. What we didn't address yesterday was, we started to talk about it, we didn't explain it. How come in the man we find an opposing energy, and that is the man did have some relationship to the people at the man that received the man. Some people got the man on their doorstep, all ready to eat. Some people had to go out and they had to prepare the man, which the Torah says, who, who got what? It has to do with the tzaddikim, or the rishoyim. If you're a tzaddik, you got on your doorstep already made. If you aren't such a tzaddik, you have to go far out, you have to prepare it. So we see clearly that it was relevant to the efforts of the Jewish people at the time and why are we saying that it's totally bred from heaven? It, it, there, there was something that was needed. Even the tzaddikim, who didn't have to prepare them, and they had to go open their door. They had to bring it inside. So why are we saying that the man is totally a, 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 about relying on Hashem and not doing anything on your own part and not feeling as, uh, that satisfaction that you were involved too? What's the point of this, of this, of the minimal effort that's, that's in the man? And we see that that minimal effort is significant because when Hashem describes the gift of the man, Hashem says, I'm going to rain down to you bread from heaven. I'm going to rain down bread from heaven. Why rain? The difference between dew and rain is that the man came with dew because man is similar to dew and that no effort is needed. Dew always comes to the world regardless of man's uh, service of Hashem. But rain, just like rain physically is produced by dew that rises to, the, to, perform, to form clouds and then the clouds, the vapor that rises to form clouds and the clouds... Uh, which are formed from the vapor that rises from the earth, now then bring the rain. Similarly, spiritually, the uh, efforts of a human being in serving Hashem produces the brach of Hashem for rain. So Hashem describes the man as a rain kind of thing, and a rain down to you, bread from heaven, which indicates some effort on our part. Also, 
there was some effort. You had to actually do something. You had to open the door. You had to get stuff. You had to, so why is there a rain? Why is the man described as rain if it's only dew? Why is the man have that little bit of effort there too? Why is there something of, uh, that we see of our experience, of our service of Hashem, that impacts the kind of man you get if the whole point of the man was to give us this, this um, sense of it's only dependent on him? And the answer is precisely because of where of this schooling, we needed to have some effort on our part as well. In other words, in order to be able to go to Israel, and in Israel you're going to plow and you're going to plant, and it's going to be dependent on your efforts to make a vessel for God's blessing. And as we learned at length, it's not your efforts, it's only Hashem, and even and you're only doing it because Hashem told you to, but Hashem doesn't really need your efforts. That's all true. But in order for you to feel that way, Hashem gave you first the man. Now, in giving you the man, he left a human component there. He left something human there in the man. He left a rain element in the man there to give us the preparation for when we would have to do everything by hand, or not everything. We'd have to make the whole vessel by hand. Not the whole vessel. That's the wrong word also. For, for the time that uh, the man's effort would, would, would have to be expanded, and it would, you would seem, you would think, that you're doing something and what you're doing matters in order to prepare for that time when Hashem gave us the manna bread too, when Hashem gave us the man, He also brought in this rain element. He also brought in something about what we do in order to, to, to give us the sense that even when we're doing something, obviously when we're, when, when we're going outside to get the manna bread from heaven, it's obviously God sent the manna bread from heaven even though I'm picking it out of the ground and I'm baking it at home and I'm grinding it or whatever. But I still feel totally coming from God. That will help me, in other words, every day, let's say I'm in the class C of Jews, okay, I'm in class C, class C, I'm, I'm going way out there, way out there, I'm like, I'm like walking from my camp to Egypt every day to get my manna bread, and then I have to go and I have to grind it and bake it and all, all, the, good, all the good stuff. But I know when I finally get to, to Cairo and I find my manna bread over there in Cairo, I look up, I know, I know, I know who gave it to me, it came from him, I had to go to Cairo to get it, but I, I know who, who gave it to me. But when I, this will help me that when I go to Israel, in Israel I'm going to do a lot more than that. I'm not just going to go out and walk out to, to, to receive it. I'm going to have to plow and plant and every day watch how these, these, these uh, seedlings are growing into fruits and the, and the wheat is growing. And, and every day I'm going to have to tend to it and fertilize it and all the, all the things that are, are required, I have to also realize it's only coming from Hashem. So because there was some minimal effort on my part when I was in the desert, and I realized, and then it was obvious it was all Hashem, that would give me the strength and the recognition and the it would be easier it would be easier transition to have that conviction and that and, and to, to, for that truth to resonate that my efforts are absolutely meaningless and for us as well we're not living in in Israel but um, or even those who are living in Israel aren't aren't uh, necessarily plowing and planting their their, their soil but the point of Hashem giving us the man and for forty years and giving it to us in a way that we had to do something to get it, was in order for us to realize that whatever we're doing, all we're doing is really just getting bread from heaven. Uh, Yonatan sent me this clip of Rabbi Biederman yesterday, great clip, God willing, I'll, I'll, I'll post it on the chat. Meredith, he, um, he, I'll send it, let's go further. All right, we are now on, uh, we are on Zion on page 189. Zewa has Bilakach 
This explains why there was some minimal effort needed to do to get the money. If there was no effort at all in the bread from the heaven, and it would have no connection at all to the bread from the earth, that man is involved in war, that would leave that would lend weight to the following mistaken paradigm. It would lend weight to the following mistaken way of looking at things. Bread from heaven, which has no relationship at all to man's efforts. So there, of course, you have to have total reliance on Hashem. Because who else? It's different. When bread comes from the earth, things are different. When the Torah itself says, six years you shall plant, okay, the Torah says it's important. The Torah says, Hishtadlus, Hishtadlus is a Jewish word that is, uh, it sounds so holy, but it ain't. Shalom is you have to make an effort or when people use that word, they, they often are thinking the most idolatrous, heretical thoughts. But uh, but it's a holy word. Similarly, the Torah uses also holy words. Six years you should work. Sounds so holy. You're supposed to work for six years. The Torah says to work for six years. But if you didn't have any involvement in getting bread from heaven, you know what you would think when you're working for those six years? It's all on me. I'm the guy. So therefore Hashem said, I want you also for the bread from heaven at least to open the door. Open the door at least. You're at Sadiq, but I want you to open the door and pick the bread out of from the, from the earth and from the ground and put it on your table. Why do I want you to do that? I want you to realize that when you're plowing and planting, it's not different. It's the same thing. Just like you did something before, you're doing something now, maybe doing more or less. It's just, just a difference in degree. It's not a difference in, 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 in what, what's really going on. It's only a difference in quantity. It's not a difference in, in what's happening. Here, when you're making an effort to receive the man, you need to have a uh, a reminder. Sorry, when you're making an effort to receive the the bread from the earth, you need a reminder to tell you that it's not different than this. This is exactly the same thing. It's just a difference in degree. Far off example. Um, the Rebbe says difference between um, modern Orthodoxy and Reform Judaism is just a difference in degree. You're saying modern Orthodoxy, the philosophy of it, maybe not what people practice, but the philosophy of it, of it is the Torah could be changed. The Torah could be changed. Reform Judaism says the same thing, the Torah could be changed. How much of it could be changed? Are you going to allow uh, gay marriages? Are you going to allow someone to turn a light on in the synagogue uh, on Shabbos? It's a difference in degree, but it's the same content. You're saying that the Torah could be changed. So in a similar way, the Hashem wants the Jewish people to feel that, that no matter how, how much that dial changes and how much a man's effort is needed, there should be the same exact feeling that's only from Hashem. The difference in degree doesn't, shouldn't t- change the content of the experience. You're opening the door to get the man should be the exact same experience as whatever you're doing today to, to re- receive your panas. It shouldn't feel different. It should be exactly the same thing. And that's why God gave us the bread from heaven in a way of rain. Because 
Hashem gave us the man in a way that we're, where we have to do something in order to instill in us this conviction that even when God tells us to work more, the real sustenance is only coming from Him and it's not dependent at all on our efforts. This would give the Jewish people the power that even entering Israel, even working all day on the farm, they would still have the absolute clarity and realize that although it seems like it's bread from the earth, it isn't bread from the earth. It's really bread from heaven. Look in note 38. And then after the note 38, if anyone has any questions. Note 38, Rebbe quotes the Rebbe Marash. What's the Marash say? Reb says, the way human livelihood works in the present time, before Mashiach comes, is like the man. Now, what Reb Marash is, is saying seems to contradict what we're saying. We're saying that throughout history, all kinds of nourishment that God gives the Jewish people is always like the man. What does Reb Marash mean when he says, Parnasa nowadays is like the man? It's always like the man. He says, no, it's specifically in our time, Pernas has changed to be like the man. What does he mean? According to what we learned in, in the Sicha, it seems that this should be true at all times. In Israel, where everyone was living comfortably, each one under their vine tree, each one under their fig tree, as the Torah says, everyone has living so comfortably, it wasn't so noticeable, you're getting bread from heaven. But in the time of difficulty of Golos, you could see that the kind of livelihood you're earning is not connected and commensurate to what you're doing. When things are more peaceful and, and you're having the pina coladas under your fig tree in Israel, so it, it seems like, yeah, this is my harvest, this is what I did. You know, you, you're not looking at heaven so much. When, when things are, are more difficult in Gullus, and it's, it's more obvious that things are coming from heaven. says, when a person does business, they have to have intent while they're doing business, that you believe that the sustenance that you're receiving is like the open miracles that God sent to the world. You have to feel this is an open miracle, just like Hashem sent a man. You have to feel an open miracle. I don't know the source of this. Someone once told me there's a custom by Hasidim. Whenever you count your money, you should sing Keliata. That's a custom, counting the money. It's a song we sing on special occasions. We sing that song on, on, on a holiday of Hanukkah. We're talking about the miracles of God. It's a, ho- a song we sing on Pesach, we, 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 during the whole holiday of Pesach, after the whole entire Seder, pouring the wine back in the bottle, the Sinigan of Keliata is a song about God's miracles, and yet we, we say that so, we should sing that song whenever you're counting money. Why? Because you're supposed to feel that this is also one of the open miracles of Hashem, that God is giving you Parnassah today. It's, 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 it's an open miracle. So yes, in time of the... Um, of uh, Jews in Israel was less obvious, and now it's more obvious that Ebrach has because of the difficulty. Um, I just want to uh, throw in something. It could be it's totally wrong. Uh, in our times, I think that it's even more obvious how it's mon, not necessarily because of the difficulty, but just because like the, the, the finance industry changes so quickly, especially uh, since COVID-19, 
the whole way money is working and with the government this and government that and it, it's just mind-boggling how you know where do people imagine a restaurant opened a year ago in los angeles and said we only have outdoor dining nothing else you know it it, it, it it's would it work? Would it work in December? Would it work in November? It, 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 there's a whole every every industry has changed so so much, and and yet, and, and look at the computers and the startups, and it, it just you, you see the Abishter um, sending sustenance to the world in a way that doesn't seem to fit with your efforts. When you're working in Israel, making your field, you're plowing, you're planting, whatever, and then then things grow. But when you have your startup, you do, what do you do? You click a couple of buttons, you know. <laughs> Yeah, advertise social media, Facebook. Oh, psh, something happens. It's it, it's not commensurate. You you see something more mun-like, perhaps nowadays. Anyways, any other questions or comments or criticism? Okay, a great day, Baruch Hakeim Meisha. Great day, Nachamendel. Great day, Kavresman. Great day, Yonatan. Great day, Jeff. Great day, Rebel. Lai